0: and grow the industry around the world. So for today's show, we've got a really, really interesting episode. Uh, this is a company that I met a few months ago, had the opportunity to go and, uh, and visit uh, some of their facilities, and I was fascinated by some of the, uh, some of the technology that they had uh, relating to testing and systems testing in uh, in the electric vehicle space, um, so we've got uh, today we've got David uh, Tesore, um, who is general manager at Marpas EDC, uh, here to talk to us. So welcome to the show, David.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Ryan.
0: And uh, if we could just get started, um, really, with a bit of background about yourself, you know, tell t- tell everyone who you are, where you're from.
1: Um. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I'm. I was born in uh, in torino i live there i am a mechanical engineer i graduated in torino and uh, then i worked in the past 15 years for uh, avl and um, there i learned uh, a lot of things about uh, end offline application uh, but of course starting on uh, internal combustion engine so i uh, basically, developed my three quarter of my career in uh, internal combustion engine,
2: Right.
1: Uh, specific on end of line application. Then, of course, we started also at the time to get involved into uh, electrification business, and that's where in the in the last period I was uh, uh, contacted by by Marcos okay to uh, to reach the, the the current position i have and to basically integrate uh, edc which was uh, one of the last company that uh, the Marcos group purchased and uh, acquired and uh, to um, well make it the business unit for electric motors of the of the
2: marcus group
0: okay uh, and just to, just to sort of go on that early time. I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate to go to Torino a few times, uh, a lot of automotive industry in that area growing up there. Was it always clear to you that you wanted to go into engineering and, and the automotive sector, or was there something that really got you interested in it?
1: Yeah. Engineering was, um, uh, yeah. One of the two, of the two branches that I was, uh, really, uh, looking after my, um, my, uh, my college uh, mm-hmm. uh, how it's called. and, uh, mechanics was uh, really my things, really my thing at the time. Automotive became, uh, what the market was looking for. Yeah. And, uh, so well was, uh, it was then, quite clear than uh, that i was really uh i was really enjoying being involved into into production processes and more than into the product development uh, itself into the the final car development yeah i i got myself into into these uh production processes and environment and it was uh yeah, it was very nice for me. It was a very good experience.
0: Brilliant. And of course, um, so big change for you then to move um, to EDC Marpos. But do, do you want to just tell us a bit more? Because uh, I, know, I know, I mean, Marpos is not a company I'd come across before myself. Um, so it, and, it's, and it's a fascinating business. So if you just tell us a bit more about the group.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, well, Marpos is a, is a very large group. Um was founded in 1952 in Bologna, and uh, it's a, a company which is uh, started with also involved in uh, in production in measurement, and uh, it's uh, in the last uh, 20 years, it has acquired a lot of other uh, companies like EDC specialized in very different application, uh, becoming so uh, a very, um, a very broad company with a large portfolio that can really uh, basically satisfy every every single request in the in the measuring business and in the um, electrical vehicle um, testing and measuring uh, uh, itself. So it's. Um, it's a very nice group in which i also my current position i found i find uh, a lot of interaction and a lot of possible integration with other uh, other business unit and other company of the of the group so it's uh it's an italian group uh I said it was uh, founded in uh, in bologna by uh mario possati which is the engineer who gave the name of uh, to the company and uh, now it produces a lot of standard um, com- system and a lot of special machines for a special application for uh measuring and testing basically
0: and there's some every like a range of technology from quite basic gauges and kind of um, things like that right to lasers and Gas sensing and like this a mind boggling.
1: So very very small and uh and let me say compact application to complete machines, uh fully automated uh, for uh um a measuring application from internal combustion engine to uh EV to um aerospace as well as to uh, medicals and
0: mm.
1: well really it's really a wide a wide portfolio
0: <laughs> and then um, so e- edc is a business um, you mentioned uh, Marpos acquired that uh, fairly recently so what what's the background yeah. on edc
1: yeah edc was uh, it's uh, more or less a little bit younger than uh, the marcos it was founded in 1964 and uh, has been specialized in the e-motor testing and uh, subcomponent testing since then so starting from uh, stator rotor even single wire testing to the complete uh, to the complete motor and um, of course it has uh, well e-motors are a technology which was always present since 1964 but uh, in the last uh, years uh, as everybody can see is uh is really impressive the the big push from the automotive market on this uh on the implementation of electrical motors in the in the field so it, it's really now it's really overwhelming how many different application and requests we are getting from customers which uh were uh in the past uh not edc customer they were marcos customers mm. and uh and now they are really uh developing solution that we are able to test and to well and to assure the quality of
0: yeah so i guess the interesting thing for edc as a business is the, mo- the electric motor has gone from being a, a small component, maybe a starter motor or an alternator or an a actuator motor for a, some sort of... Wipers. Wipers or we something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Windscreen wiper motor, yeah. Very that. important, safety-critical motor, but not quite the same as a traction machine uh, for main propulsion. So now the, the whole market is really... You, you guys were there um, really, really um, early on developing uh, this capability. But now, is there a big change? Now it's going from being those sort of ancillary motors to being main propulsion motors. Do you see different demands from the market?
1: Well, um, for EDC, not really. But uh, uh, this just because we we were already testing motors, for example, for um, uh, lifting system, for uh, transport system. Uh, motors for uh, even up to uh mid tension system so uh, the size of uh, of attraction motor is not something that we have n- never seen in the past is really is known of course the technology of uh, of attraction motor is uh something new also not not. New as a as a complete uh, uh, well as a principle as a working principle, but uh, in the details, the the technology uh, jump that uh, is uh, currently uh, applied to these uh, traction units is uh, is impressive also for us to see.
0: Uh, cool. So, so yeah, I mean, I didn't realize it's a medium tension, medium voltage. So that's like two, three thousand volt uh, systems, I guess, for trains and things. Lifts. Lifting
1: system also is a, it's a, it's a typical application.
2: Very uh, sophisticated. We have yeah.
1: different customers for those. Uh, and of course, it's uh, very different from, uh, from a wiper, but uh, <laughs> it's typically bigger, much, much bigger than... Uh, than, uh, than a traction motor even if normally not so powerful so what is really impressive in the uh, in the traction motors is the uh, the power uh, on site ratio
0: yeah okay power
2: weight even
0: and and i guess that well so it sort of leads into the the particular technology that really caught my attention uh, when i visited uh, edc which is is why you know um I asked you to do this uh, podcast and I'm putting you through this <laughs> the pain now was the uh the partial discharge technology and again not, it wasn't something that I had come across before but it was like a, a bit of a wow moment for me seeing uh, partial discharge testing in operation on an on an electric motor um so yeah tell us about partial discharge testing
1: Let, let's first talk about uh, some electrical safety tests, okay? So uh, typically, um, electrical motors uh, undergo first uh, static session of tests where tests like uh, dielectric strength or a surge test or a hypotest, as they're normally called, are run to check if the um, Assembly uh, quality of the motor is uh, is good enough, and if there are major problems uh, like uh, short circuit and inappropriate uh, contact of uh, different phases in the in the assembly ever occur, uh, then partial discharge go beyond that. So partial discharge. Uh, uh, is like an extreme uh, magnifier on the defects that you could be able to uh, to detect with surge and high voltage traditional surge and high voltage application mm-hmm. and it goes even beyond because it can detect uh, what we normally call a latent defect so a defect which may not endanger the motor performance Um, at the time of the test, but that can get worse and endanger the performance uh, maybe after uh, 1,000 hours of application, 100, 1,000, 10,000 hours of application. So the partial discharge is technically uh, a small spark occurring in a in an isolated bubble within the insulator of the wire so this spark is so uh is not powerful at all it's uh it's really it's really small and it doesn't go from one side of the other uh, to the other of the isolation
2: yeah
1: it cannot be detected with an high voltage or with a search test because actually in that moment of the test there is no spark occurring
0: yeah yeah high voltage normally relies on effectively if you've got like an almost short circuit or an actual short circuit you're You're jumping the gap, and yeah,
1: exactly. You have polarized the complete insulation, and you got uh, a current, a transfer of current. Yeah. So you see that uh, uh, there is a defect in that very moment.
0: Now, my so this then this was because my engineering brain understands that, like, okay, yes, we have current, so we can see that if we put that in, we have a current flow where we weren't expecting, and I get that, but. Partial discharge. When I saw it, it's like, how how is that even, <laughs> how is that possible? The, the physics behind it are quite interesting, aren't they?
1: Well, you you are you are measuring some interfering interference in what you are reading, and uh, um, there you are measuring. Uh, you're measuring this during the surge or during the I voltage. So you you run anyhow. The um, you apply a voltage to the to the unit that can be even a wire and um, a couple of wire, and you increase the voltage, for example, up to a level where our machine detects. These uh, sparks. There is a, there are two methodologies for detecting these uh, uh, small sparks. One is uh, by an antenna, and the second is uh, by analyzing the um, the behavior of the of the energy in the in the um, conductor themselves. And this is the second technology what we use because we have uh, developed this solution um, to be used in production and not only in a, uh, in a lab. You know, if you, if you measure something with an antenna, you are uh, subject to uh, all the possible environmental uh, noise that you, that you may have, even a mobile or uh, another machine testing something else. Uh, different in in a few meter uh, beside you or whatever. If you are testing this in a uh, by our methodology, you can do it uh, directly in a production where in a production plant where all the different uh, machines are turned on and working, and you don't get any kind of disturbance.
0: And and I know there's some sort of uh, secret uh secrets to it but it, it, in in essence you are effectively counting electrons and you're looking for uh an electron going missing <laughs> uh yes if it it's, goes it's somewhere it's not like supposed that.
1: to it's something like that uh, i am the the detail of the of our measurement are um well uh it's not something I'm I'm really able to explain in in such uh, in such details. Mm. Um, the idea is that uh, yes, we apply uh, a current, an AC current, it has to be, and uh, can be uh, an impulse, so so called surge, can be uh, sinusoidal. Uh, sinusoidal uh, waveform and during uh, the execution of the test we measure what is uh, uh, our system is able to measure and to detect the um, how when this pd are happening
2: yeah
1: so it's uh, it's basically the acquisition of the uh, the acquisition of the of the instruments that give this kind of reliability and uh, this kind of sensitivity, let me say
0: yeah because it's a it's a special piece of hardware actually that you use to do this yes. as well, so it's it's not like a just a software on a it's actually dedicated hardware and re, really quite a complex system developed, but quite simple
1: no yeah the, the, um, let me say there is a beside the the measurement process which is quite complex. What is really also important is how good the machine has been built, mm. the measuring machine, because in the end, it is so sensitive that if the, if the testing machine is not built up with the proper quality and technology, uh, you can measure the partial discharge of the machine itself.
2: Yeah.
1: What the partial discharge of the connections so it's really important that you are uh very consistent and uh and sound on the on the instrument to isolate the possible defect of the duty
0: and it, it's it's fascinating to watch this test happening because you and you've got some really great um examples that that you you know you show people um when you're demonstrating it, but the the normal tests that I'm used to, that I think most people in the in the motor industry are used to, you, you 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 like we said before, you can detect a short circuit, or if you've got something that's almost a short circuit, it kind of brute force you can you can cause breakdown in in insulation It's not quite right. But but it's, that's really it. So you're looking for defects in the insulation system, basically, and and that's where the where the testing stops. But the thing that was kind of like a real wow moment for me was the demonstration where you were then um checking for things like the presence of the slot liner um so it was possible with the partial discharge machine to see quite a lot of other manufacturing defects on the motor in addition to um a potential short circuit because you you were looking for things missing from an insulation system or you know which you, with the normal test you just wouldn't yeah, uh, be able to see these things, but it's it's amazing what you could see.
1: Yeah, it's it, it is it is and is uh, also very important uh, for our customer because it gives them the um, uh, the peace of mind uh, that uh, their system is not only okay at the moment of the test, but is also built in a way that uh, will allow him uh, will allow it to. to uh, to work properly for the desired life. So if the, if I have a stator, which is, uh, um, where, where I measure partial discharges at a voltage that, uh, that stator will, uh, never see into his life. That piece is, uh, somehow perfect. Yeah. Works fine, and it they mm, our customers are good to install that uh, into into the final application. Uh, everything can, uh, at a certain proper voltage, uh, create uh, a discharge. Mm. So, um, mm, uh, Doctor Pariani, which is the. Uh, the previous owner of the company and who is a very very expert uh, technician also on these uh, always like to say okay when I put if I put to uh, create a, a current on the top and the bottom of a of a desk to one million volt well I, I will definitely create that uh, that discharge even if. I'm talking about a five centimeter uh, thick piece of wood.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: The point is that there is always a voltage in which these phenomenon are able to occur. It always happens, yeah. but it can be a voltage that is not seen in the, in the life of the product. Mm. And that's what we are going to ensure. And right now, this is becoming very, very important in automotive um, because the detraction motors are always uh, driven by inverters. Yeah. And inverters are particularly prone to create this overvalve. And the second is that... uh, also for, um, to, to reduce, uh, weight, typically there is a tendency in the automotive to, uh, reduce the current and, uh, increase the voltages. Yeah. And it also contributes to the, to this problem. So to be sure to effectively, uh, find out these defects is very, very important.
0: And there were things like, um the the you could see if a, a motor that was encapsulated that the, if there was an air pocket the encapsulation hadn't um, been applied correctly that showed up as a as a result uh you could see on hairpin windings you could see uh, faults um in the system and problems with welding i mean it was the, the sort of a array of things that you were able to see with the um, equipment was quite um quite staggering and and seem to have a lot of applications, you know, obviously there's the normal stuff with looking for the insulation system on the, on the wire, but a a lot of other uh, aspects of the motor were also effectively being checked with, with the test.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, um, what we are testing on a, on a normal winding, uh, are, the problems that are typical of the of the winding process and uh, what we are testing on an air pin system uh, of course is um, mainly related to the forming for example uh, mm-hmm. as well as to the um, uh, to the installation of the uh, air pins into the stator so while the winding is uh, well, for some reason, it's really more complex because uh, having to to assemble wires uh, which do not stay in place, which are soft and can bend, uh, it's it's even more complex. But testing testing on air pins means that we we need to uh, create a reliable test to check that the forming procedure, so the procedure to bend the the air pin in the right shape to 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 fit it to the stator doesn't create any issue in the um, in the insulation film, and this is uh, um particularly critical because the uh, the elbows and the the turns of the air pin are sometimes quite complex
0: mm. yeah well they're bending in very tight angles in three directions and things yeah 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 they're, they're easy to uh easy to be damaged so i i mean it it, it is I, I would i would actually recommend uh people to to sort of check it out basically and uh i know we're getting back to trade shows and actually seeing people in the flesh and stuff like that but it's it's something that i, I mean i i had to see it to kind of understand it, uh, which might might be my shortcoming, but uh, I would recommend having a look. And obviously, in addition to um, this, uh, the partial discharge test, so you, so you make uh, state of testing equipment and partial discharge tests, but uh, it's fair to say there was a lot of other very nice bits of test equipment as well. So um, to tell, tell us the other kinds of things that you do um, at EDC as well.
1: Yeah, of course, the, the well, we are uh able to develop solution for the entire assembly process so uh we as edc uh are able to um test from stator to rotor to the complete motor uh in um with no load or even uh in a in a full load uh, test bench so for R&D application, or as well as for uh, end-of-line application, we are anyhow able to uh, test the the functional uh, aspect of the motor, the functional, uh, let me say, uh, functional test of the inverter itself, and so we can complete all the electrical tests. But the Marcos Group itself uh, can add to this um, also the, the visual inspection and uh, measurement and gauging of the subcomponent of the of the e-motor upstream to where EDC is, uh, is then getting involved. And uh, therefore, we are in a position that we can provide Basically, every single testing machine on a e-motor production line, not to mention a battery production line or many other applications. But uh, we are not here to to talk about internal combustion engine. But uh, <laughs> even there, even there, we would be close. No, no.
0: Well, maybe we we might go back to uh, some of the other test systems another day. Um, yeah, so, so it's kind of the EDC Marpos a uh, bit of the business is the state of testing, partial discharge was a really interesting technology, but then you've got a whole host of other, um, it's a test equipment for testing rotors, stators, complete machines, machines and axle systems. And, you know, it just kind of keeps going on and on uh, and, and, and on actually. And And the other thing that, was really nice to see was the the reach that you had as a business because you know you I mean based in a fantastic part of italy but you really were you know you supply a truly global uh, customer base so there's i think people would be um i don't know surprised or or maybe not surprised to see some of the really um uh, big names that that you're supplying uh, equipment to
1: no well uh, really uh, well edc is uh exporting 75% of its production. Marpos uh, is uh, exporting up to 90%, even more than 90% of its production. So we are, uh, both companies, both, uh, mm, both, yeah, both companies are really engaged worldwide in the, in in the in the supply of testing system and measuring system so it's a perfect fit for edc to be into into the marcos group into the marcos organization and to take the advantage of being uh the competence center for remote testing of such a of such a uh, market leader company
0: and, and it must be I don't know. I mean, a lot, a lot of companies in the automotive space at the moment they kind of have some problems because they've got big. The big part of their business is relying on combustion engine, and they see that reducing and falling away. But I think, and maybe maybe across the wider group, that might be a, a challenge. But within EDC, it sort of feels like you're at the right um, the right time in the market really to grow very uh, a, a huge amount. Um, compared to where you've been, uh, because of the, the explosion in electric motors for, for drive systems and actuation systems, it, are, are you seeing very large demand in it for, for the products or how's that looking?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's actually looking really demanding. So the, the market is, uh, is really exploding, even, even the market of even our our traditional customers are uh, are increasing their production. So uh, there is really it, it's like a golden era for electrification in uh, in many aspects and in many application. So uh, of course EDC is not the only one uh, or the only company in the Marcos Group which is uh, dealing with uh, with uh, EV. Uh, that there is a complete portfolio of um, of solutions but uh, it's um, it's really widened up the 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 horizon on on all this kind of application yes and we are looking forward uh, in the next future also to um, to non automotive uh, new use of engine, of uh, electric motors like for example aerospace okay traction the aerospace this is something which is uh naughty uh, not uh, for this year not for next year but it will come mm. and uh we, we have e bikes yeah yeah it, e bikes it's it's a tremendous market really and uh well, e-motorbike, so e- electrical, uh, electrical motorbike, uh, it will be also next application. So it's uh, it's really it's really improving. It's really expanding a lot.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, the, and you know non non-automotive aerospace is huge. Robotics is huge. Lots of lots of growth opportunities there. So how how as a business are you managing all of that growth? That must create some challenges.
1: Yeah, it, is. it does. Of course, it does. We we need to we need to grow up in a sustainable way, mm. and uh, this is uh, always a challenge because, of course, you need to you need to be how to how to say uh, you cannot be too much conservative, otherwise you lose your your. Yeah your market portion so um
0: yeah you kind of end, if you hold back too much you end up effectively either ex- creating competitors oh, yeah. or you know
1: yeah it's much more uh it's it's more to be uh able to work in a uncomfortable uh growth position but this is also what uh keeps our um, our moral very at the top, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's really nice to see for, for me, but for all the colleagues to see how much these, uh, how much this, uh, business is growing up. And, uh, even if, uh, uh can, can be scaring, it's really, uh, it's really also engaging.
0: Yeah, and and then if I remember rightly, was there a was there a plan to move to bigger premises and things in the in the next year or two, to add some extra <laughs> space? Yeah,
1: well, uh, we uh, we had the chance to uh, to create uh, some additional space at the moment mm. here in uh, um, in one of the two buildings that we are uh, uh, that we are in. And so, at the moment, we have uh, delayed the the move to maybe for one or couple of years. Okay. Of course, it will be well. It, it will come because uh, the <laughs> business business expectation are are really huge.
0: Well, there's never a good time to do that kind of thing because it's so disruptive. Uh, so you got to kind of <laughs> putting it off. Yeah, you got to get 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 through it at some point. Um, but... Yeah, yeah,
1: sure. Well, uh, uh, I had uh, I had already this experience in my in my in my past yeah. in my past experience, and uh, it's not easy. But if if can be organized and planned uh, in a in a good way, today it's much easier than in the past. Yeah, if you could, can, if you consider that uh, we have worked for months uh, in one hundred percent smart working, and we have worked, yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this is helping also in this kind of situation. So uh, the, the the network infrastructure and the possibilities given by the software, as uh, we are demonstrating in this very moment. Uh, Shh, we, don't tell we, everyone we, we're
0: not in the same place no <laughs> yeah yeah no these, these are you're right there's a lot more we don't all have to go those traditional models of everyone being in the office every day are very much uh, not they're gone forever now I think um, and this this kind of thing um, using tools like uh, Teams and Zoom and things like that it's uh, definitely here to stay Um but it, it it's good to be with with people some of the time obviously um so so just looking forwards then it as a business you know and, and for you personally, what do you see coming um you know what are you most excited about for the future what's in what what's happening in your space that you're you're excited about
1: well uh what we're looking for is really to um, expand our uh our range of product here if, talking about the, the EDC future in this moment. So uh, really looking looking to to expand our product portfolio to the new powerful traction motors uh, um, and to different uh, inline application. We want would like to um, also expand into the. Um, into the axle business, which is uh, the next.
0: Uh, Did you say axles f- or e-axle? E-axle. E-axles. Okay, so so testing at that next level up for the full axle system.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an application we, which we have uh, we are confident to to be ready to test in the in the next future coming this year.
0: Excellent, brilliant. Well, and I'm sure that um, there's going to be a lot of uh, of new opportunity and and business growth um, for Marpass Group and and particularly for EDC. Um, and uh, that the the partial discharge testing technology is is absolutely fascinating. Um, much not sure we could do quite do justice to it on a podcast, but I thought it was important to try and. Uh, share that with with people that maybe hadn't seen it before so um thank thank you uh, so much for taking the time out uh today david uh to talk to me it, it's been absolutely fascinating and uh we'll uh i'm sure I'll pick up again at, at a later date
2: yeah thank you very much thank you ryan it was a pleasure to meet you for me too